When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. We have a very special episode for you today. We have Bachelor alum Ashley Iconetti on the show today to talk about her pregnancy, her marriage with Jared, the beautiful family that they're raising. So I can't wait to talk to her. What about you, Mike? No, definitely. I mean, also, we can't forget that Jared and Ashley both opened up a, a new business in Rhode yes, Island. And I'm so proud of them for that. Uh, I want to give a, a shout out to them and their business. And I just want to know about that as well. I mean, they're doing so much. They are literally Bachelor Nation icons. And I just want to give them their praises and give them the roses while they can. And then also, I got to give them to the T. But of course, Mike, before we get to that interview, we got to get to our hot takes. And we're only actually going to do one, but it's a very interesting topic. Uh, it was actually on a podcast the other day. A uh, former Dolphin football player, Channing Crowder, mentioned that basically that Russell Wilson, who is now married to Sierra, mm, uh, so basically lucky. called him a square, quote unquote, and that if... Russell Wilson wasn't who he was that Sierra probably wouldn't be with him. I'm paraphrasing this, but this is the gist of what he's he was saying. And he basically was saying that because Sierra, based on her dating history, has a type. And Russell Wilson doesn't fit that type. So if he didn't have the money and wasn't one of the best quarterbacks in the world, he didn't think that they would be together. Your What's thoughts? your hot take? I want to hear your hot take first. On this. Well... Here, here's my question. Like, based on what Crowder is saying, is future Sierra's main type, i.e., is he the rapper, the professional baller, the type of guy that she has always been attracted to since she was younger? You know, that bad boy, that elusive one who she can just can't just seem to get enough of, right? You know, the the person that always pushes the woman's buttons, right or wrong, and they just can't get enough. And based on her track record, Mike. Crowder does seem to be speaking facts. Now let I mean, me let let me go down the list. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> so we got Future. Yes. Cam Newton. Yes. Amari Stoudemire. Trey Songs. Fifty Cent. Bow Wow. Lloyd and some dude named some dude named LaKyle Thomas, who was actually her high school boyfriend, who's now an an Atlanta entrepreneur, and she actually left him once her career took off. So he doesn't count. And Why then you, you gotta do her like that, bro. Why you gotta say she left him once her career? Well, that, we that's, what that that's what I read. That's what I read. That I'm just quoting the articles that I, I read. You. I um, you. you know, she 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 had to spread her wings and fly. You know what I'm saying? So, and then Russell okay. Wilson. So, based on that list, who do you say? Who would you say does not belong on that list? I, I got what you're saying. So, 
what is your take on it? Because I, I, I'm coming strong with this. One. I have a very good my my take is strong. I'm passionate Listen, about this. I I think that Russell Wilson, he's super smart, a baller, rich, but down to his core. I I think he is a little corny. Like gotcha. He he is corny. So he mentioned that he was a square corny. I mean, I don't know if they're interchangeable words, but interchangeable. Yes, I think he is a square. Now, he just doesn't have the, the I'm going to say perceived, because we don't know these other guys that I just mentioned personally, but he doesn't have the perceived swag that these other guys do on that list. He so, does Bow Wow. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> um, but I feel like back in the day, he was that good guy, right? And what happens, women always want, for whatever reason, they want the bad boy. They say they want a good guy, but they always go for the bad boy, right? So I'm going to help you out right there. You're going to, people are going to come at you for that one. And just because okay. we live in that day and age, there's actually, and I would love if our uh, beloved listeners would find this word for me. It's a scientific word. It starts with the letter H and it literally is defined by saying uh, people who are attracted to bad people, like that they know damn well isn't good for them. So continue that thought, but it's actually a Webster dictionary word. Now, look, I personally think it is just my opinion, ladies. Don't come at me with pitchforks. Like, he's always had the three, you know, three traits, right? He's sophisticated. He's squeaky clean image. And he's he's smart as hell. Like, Rachel mm -hmm. even told me she's interviewed the man. Mm -hmm. Very bright guy, right? Maybe Quarterbacks normally are. Yeah, you got to be. You got to be yeah, to be a quarterback. Serious. But, you know, even though he has those three traits, throughout her history, Sierra never went for that great, nice guy she went for the bad boy so mm -hmm. the money and the fame i believe this is the controversial opinion which women might might disagree i think okay. the money and the fame is what got him in the door and now now the woman who maybe always said i want a good nice guy but always went to the bad boy is now getting the best of both worlds and best believe she gave that dude some swag because now he's like GQ, he Russ, be dressing good now. I ain't right? Fight. She, she, she. Definitely women, women always dress. upgrade us. Yeah, exactly. So, my take on that, I don't see the issue with if you're if you continually to upgrade yourself, therefore your suitors are going to be continually upgrading as well. Brian, you are an attractive forty-two year old with a freaking twelve pack. That's a doctor that lived in Miami, now in L.A., who was on TV. Your resume is stacked. You are aesthetically pleasing and you are intelligent, right? Uh, if you weren't with my big sister, you're not going to get a five from looks or intelligence. It's just what it is, right? Because you want someone commiserate or higher. I don't care who comes to me. That just is what it is, right? And so therefore, Sierra, literally, I love Russell Wilson, but if Sierra was like, Mike, Russell getting my damn nerves. I'm like, what's up, baby? I got you. <laughs> you it, slide I said, right in. I said you what I said. Slide right, right in. I'm like, Russ, homie, I know that my homeboy Peter Weber absolutely loves you, but hey, I'm a cowboy fan, not a Bronco <laughs> fan. You know, and um I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. She is literally top tier. So therefore, she can get whoever, whomever she desires. And I say that for men or women. Period. Brad Pitt can get anybody. It, yeah. If if you are a top tier talent and I'm looking at it from a sports perspective, you can go to any team, right? The second thing, Russell is a corny. He just is. It just it is what it is. There's nothing wrong with him being corny though, right? It, he, that's just who he is as a person. And I this is where 
So that's where I disagree with you, right? In my hot take, she's top tier, so therefore she can get anybody who she want. Megan Good is single, baby. I'm like, you know, right now, Megan Good, I'm holla at your boy. Yeah. Megan Good, come holla at your boy. Megan no. Megan, Megan Good, fine. Come holla <laughs> can't, at your can't, boy. Can't argue with there. <laughs> so, However, so well, 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 to that to that thought, Russell is corny in comparison to the other type of men that she's dated. This is where I, me and my homies talk, and this is where you know some of the ladies that are listening are coming at you and I both because we talk all the time. She could have just had Russell from the beginning, even though we know Russell was married, right? But you get the you get the drift. She, want, 50 Cent is a, is not a, the best guy when she was dating. Total, total opposite. <laughs> total opposite. Future literally says in his records, if a B catch me cheating, I will never tell her sorry. Yet and still, some people go after that type. And this is what I'm asking for the listeners. There is literally a scientific word for it because psychologists have proven what we're saying is not wrong. I think that Sierra just wanted to, she had to mature a bit herself. That, and that's the other thing. And she like, knows her worth. As she got older, she's like, you know, like, doesn't it always happen? You're like, you wise up. Yeah. You know, you, you pick the right woman that's, you know, going to uplift your life. You stop dealing with, you know, people that aren't good for you. And I mean, once you get to know the guy, I mean, maybe she realized she was a, how should, how should you say, a sapiosexual? Like, she's attracted to this man's mind, intelligence. That That is what? attractive to some people. But she was also attracted to futures. I'm sure future was hella fun. I'm sure when she was with Trey Songz, she was attracted to the way Trey Songz just exudes confidence. The swag, yeah, the swag. S yeah, Trey Songz is swag, right? Um, I and I, I honestly don't care. People can come to me all day. I went through a period of my life where I was a straight dick, a straight up asshole. This is when I was in Air Force. I'm telling you, Brian, I have never in my life got more girls wanting me than when I was a straight asshole. Oh, for sure. I, 100%. And I'm like, what? Hey, what the hell is going on? Right now, talk about it like this. Right now, I preach loving yourself. I preach positivity on my social, get no likes. Let me say some shit like, uh, if I post a thirst trap and I say my comment is, or my caption says, uh, the only time you're gonna be pinned up is against the wall. I bet you I get the most engagement for that. Oh, for sure. Guarantee it. Listen, after I got in my out of relationships back in the day, you know, long-term relationships, I would go stints being single. Yeah. And yes, like you go through this period where it's like emotionally, you're just not there. Like I'm not, I just got a relationship. I'm not ready. And like you mentioned that to a woman and it's like, oh, you yeah. know, like they want to be with you. So it's like, even, and you know, at that time it's, you just, you literally tell them the truth. Hey, listen, this is, this is what it is. Like, this is what it is. Either you like it or you don't. And they usually don't go anywhere, but. Bruno Mars writes songs about it. The Weeknd has wrote songs about it. Future has written songs about it, and they still getting women like crazy. Brian, right or wrong? When a person has on, a, when a man has on a ring, do you get more flattery eyes? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I yeah, think that the whole, it has to go with. Yeah, we want what we can't have. Exactly. I was about to say that. Yep. You know damn well you're not going to control future, but when when some you know some people are immature. They still haven't matured all the way. It's like, yo, I can be the one to reel him in. Exactly. I hey, could be the one to tame him. I could, I could change him. That's the thing. That's, and I feel at like that point, goes... I don't even care. I don't even get mad at you. Like in the back of the day, I remember when my ex and I broke up and I, I was like, 
bro, I cried when I went to the mall one day because I saw people holding hands. I had to leave the mall. It was like that bad for me, right? And now this is when that song came out where Future was like, if a B catch me chilling, cheating, I will never tell her sorry. And I was like, we going to break up? And there's guys like this out here, right? <laughs> I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. <laughs> I, I went through that, right? I'm a good guy. But at times, we feel like we can change that person. Yeah. Well, baby, that shit ain't happening. Yeah. No, it's I, just not like you as a married man, I'm sure. And Rachel know it too. You get more eyes looking at you. Yeah. 100%. It's just, there's a word out there. So listeners, you know, as we uh, want to bring Ashley in, but look up this word. I might say it uh, next week on the podcast, but it's genuinely a word out there. It's been proven what we are saying. You can come at us and, and, you know, let us know us in the hot takes, but it's let true. Let us know your opinions. Yeah, on what we said. Opinion. Are we speaking facts or is it BS? <laughs> let us know. Love y'all. Ashley, can't wait to bring you in. You want to talk about it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome, Ashley. It's been a while. How you doing today? Welcome to the show. Hello, Brian. Hello, welcome, Mike. Welcome, I'm welcome, good. welcome. Good. How are you guys? How We're have amazing. you been? How have you been? How have I been? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Living in a whole different world. Tell us a about world your world. Where I need 15 so of me. I need 15 of me to like feel like I'm on the level that I was back when I didn't have a kid. It's you like... can do everything, but at the slowest of rates. Like basically, making my bed can be like a 40 minute ordeal. So it's really a waste of time. Wow. wow. You just learn new perspectives. That's all. Yeah, but so, yeah. we're very, very grateful for uh, our little family. He uh, is so freaking cute. Uh, definitely so. And for those listening, how old is Dawson? He is nine months as of yesterday. Nine months. <laughs> nine weeks as of yesterday. <laughs> nine months inside, nine weeks that he is. <laughs> got it, got it. It's so cool that you have Dawson like just a part of the podcast with you today. I love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, he's uh, been part of a lot of podcasts. Just his head, you know? He just likes to lounge in this lounger, so you guys get to see the back of his head. Just his head. Does that hurt your back, like, wearing that? No, so prior to us hitting record, Brian, the chiropractor <laughs> in him, was very concerned about my back because we use this carrier where Dawson, like, lounges in the front on my chest. And it hasn't done a number on my back yet. It must be a very well-made product. And let me tell you, didn't pay for it. Thank you to social media. Um, this <laughs> thing on ads. my chest. Shut up. This is not even an ad. It was a gift. But the gift is a gift that keeps on giving. It's a, called an Artie Pop. And it was four, it's like $400. But maybe it's like aerodynamic in the way that like it's created to not hurt my back. Hey, listen, you might be paying more in back treatment if you didn't have that. So I think it makes sense. 400 is very affordable right when you think of it like that. Let's do the chiropractor. Talking about social media, Ashley, you're like, I want to know how has Bachelor Nation 
changed your life? I mean, because you found your husband on Bachelor Nation, your family with Dawson from Bachelor Nation, you have a business, you have a, a social media empire. I mean, I, you were just, you're, you're everything. Uh, it, the bachelor changed my life completely. I can't even begin to imagine where my life would be if it weren't for it, because it changed like every single aspect. Like you said, like work, love, family, that's just amazing. everything. That's um, and I am so incredibly grateful for it. Like every day I should just like take five minutes to, to like go to a bachelor shrine or something and be like thank you god and bachelor for what you have brought to my life and bachelor we trust <laughs> yes I, I also want to say so ashley for those not knowing when i was new into the bachelor world i came on your podcast uh -huh. uh, you and ben's podcast almost famous shout out to you guys and just then, I am the same. I am very adamant, and I say whatever's in my mind, and I came at you. Do you remember yes, this? Yes, you did. It was scary as hell. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can I get a recap? What? Explain what happened and this for the was audience. Like, this was, I think, uh, 2 BC or two years before COVID, right? And <laughs> we were in person, and I came at her in person, right? I, I, have no, I have nothing against Ashley whatsoever, but I had heard some things. And I was like, yo, we got to discuss this right off the back. And Ashley and Ben's producer was like, this is good information. We got to hold it. Wait one second. We got to make sure we get this on recording, right? And yes. Ashley handled herself so well. So I just want to say thank you. Uh, we talked it out. And I'm so happy that like it's kind of almost full circle now that you know, you're on our podcast. And I think that you're amazing. Yeah. You know that Aww, based on things that you know Mike. we've done offline, I've like try to make sure that you come along with me on some things. And so I uh, just want to say thank you for the person that you are. Oh my gosh, you do not have to thank me. I am um, always grateful when you are in my company whenever we're at, you know, some event. It's always fun to be with you. <laughs> you truly light up a room. <laughs> That's just that just great happy. smile of his. That's that smile. <laughs> I mean, it's like a Michael Strahan smile almost. Like it's without undeniable. The without the gap. Right. No. Without the gap. Well, talking <laughs> about lighting up a room, you know, I'm going to be in the Northeast soon. Can you tell us about like this amazing coffee shop <gasps> oh called Audrey's? Are you Audrey's? really going to be in the Northeast? Are you really going to be here? Because don't pull my leg. I'm going to be up in the Northeast pretty soon. Yes. We would really want you to come visit. Yes. Like really, really. No. We'll talk about this in a little bit. I'll, I'll text you afterward. But um, our coffee shop, it's called Audrey's Coffee House and Lounge. And even though we call it a coffee shop, it's a bar at night. And we really need to promote that more because like... <laughs> We love the fact that it turns into a bar at night. And Jared makes the most amazing. Oh, 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 one second. Hey, Dawson, what's up, man? Jared's behind the bar. He's either making lattes during the day a lot, but his his bread and butter is definitely being behind the bar, making espresso martinis. Oh. We have like a thin mint martini, a Samoa martini, like all these little like craft cocktails. They're so good. Um, yeah. So it was in. You know, it's just something that Jared's wanted to do his entire life is open up some sort of cafe, restaurant. He was always in that industry before The Bachelor. Was, was he and a big fan of the movie Risky Business? With I mean, it is. You mean because opening up a, rest, a restaurant is the riskiest of businesses? Well, that's true. Yeah, and I could just true, imagine yeah. him behind the bar. You like know, cocktail, but he's more cocktails. like Tom Cruise that's, that's than right. cocktail. I'm thinking cocktails. I'm sorry. Wrong <laughs> okay. Tom Cruise movie. Cocktails. There you go. Okay. There well, go. Jared is obsessed with Tom Cruise. Okay. It's, he is, you know, his idol, his icon. Nothing gets him like 
he would want to be no one more than Tom Cruise except for Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Right, I Tom think Brady, Jared is like <laughs> obsessed with people named Tom. Tom. Uh, we're going to get a dog one day soon. Uh, Golden Retrievers is our dream and name him Tom. Uh, and he can be named after whichever Tom you think he's named after, but he's really named after Brady. Yeah, um, it's going to be anyway. Tom Brady Cruz. <laughs> that's going to be a full name. <laughs> Tom Brady. That's a great name, Brian. There you go. Tom, Tom Brady, Brady Cruz. Cruz. That is that's a, that is a good one. Well, you know that his middle name. I'm pointing at Dawson right now. Is Brady? Yes. Um, of course. We added it is. that later. Later, it was always Dawson Dimitri Haven, and then it was the week that Tom retired. You know for. You know, like, seven weeks or whatnot. Wait, wait, time out. And time out. Did he come to you with Twitter. this? Yes. Did he come to you with this? Like, babe, I, I, I need you to do this for me. Like, how, how did that whole conversation come up about him being named Brady as well? Well, everybody always joked that his name would be Tom or Brady. Even when I asked social media, the way I announced that he was a boy was the caption said, "No, his name will not be Brady." <laughs> That's ironic now, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, and it is. Um. Yeah, so it was always like something. It was always kind of a joke, you know. Do we name him? Tom? You know, do we name? Him? But but we were all like, no, no, we're not. Um, his dog's name was Brady. His family dog growing up. So there was no way we we're gonna name the kid Brady after you know, the dog was Brady. And then Tom, you know, retirement. Jared was like making montages of his like past twenty <laughs> something years with Tom, and we just had like all this love and like just sentimentality attached to it and it was really almost like a joint decision because when you see your husband so passionate about something and something that he's really gotten you into like i am now part of the cult of tom brady i was down that's all i can say and now he's coming back so i can't can even imagine so. the jubilation in back. your household right now it was something we needed. It was a jolt and a spark that he needed because to make this conversation full circle, he's been working so much down at Audrey's, playing cocktail like there Tom Cruise, okay. that like he really just needed something to make him smile because he's a little worn down from work. Oh, fair enough. If I were to ever get so lucky to get like the best seats at a Bucks game, there's only one person that I'm bringing, and it's going to be Jared. It's gonna be Jared. It's gonna be. I can guarantee Aww. it'll be Jared for sure. I'll like Thank Jared. You. I'll fly him down. Like, bro, I got the tickets. We're gonna kick it with Brady. Get some field passes, Mike. You gotta, I, I, gotta do it. I you gotta, gotta pull the, all the stops. I would. I, I've hung out with Ashley. I think. I think I've only hung out with Jared like twice in my life, but I would have to do it. I don't know a bigger wow. Brady fan than Jared. No, and you would be in the cult too after hanging out <laughs> with Jared for a little while, and in, in such an exuberant mood that he would be in. I love that. I love that. Who named Dawson? Oh, Dawson was my name. And I had this picked out since I was 20 years old. <laughs> it's, I don't know if you know, it's after Dawson, Jack Dawson from Titanic, which is my favorite movie. Like I saw it, you know, at the age of, I don't even know if I was 10, came out in 90. Yeah, I was like nine. And. I just knew at that moment that it was going to be my favorite movie for the rest of my life, no matter what came out. I've seen it over a hundred times, and that's not an expression. Like I've truly seen it over a hundred times. Not the entire thing from like mo minute number one to the yeah. last minute, because I don't always watch the sinking, and I definitely don't often watch the first twenty minutes where Leo and Kate aren't in them. You know. Uh, but yes, I had Dawson picked out for a long time because of Titanic. Now, was Ashley, Jared always okay with the name Dawson or was it like, 
I guess. Like, did you guys come to a conclusion with Brady and Dawson? Or was it like, look, this is Dawson or we're not having a baby? <laughs> he always was down with Dawson. I was very lucky. He was not down for my girl name, which was Arena. A-R-E-N-A. Uh, yeah, he's not down for Arena. So, Where does Arena come from? Arena is, I was at a New Kids on the Block concert <laughs> in my early 20s. And I was just like, this is the life. I love being in an arena. Like, this just makes me like so naturally what? high. Like, this is my happy place. And then I was like, because, you know, I just, I had a list of concerts that I got, I had gone to up until like, I don't know, maybe age 25. I stopped, you know, adding to the list, you know, actually typing out the list. I have been to like over 200 concerts. I just love arena concerts. You know, I love boy bands. I love pop. I love like the energy around there. And I was just like, arena, that is my happy place. That's my happy place. I I have to agree with Jared on this one. (laughs) Yeah, no. I got to agree with Jared on this one. Actually, that was the first time when, that was when we did your podcast. Oh yeah, we were at iHeart. Yeah, we were in an arena. Definitely. (laughs) So Brian, what what happened? I kind of, I had some words for Ashley when I do their podcast. So you keep bringing this up. Yes, we've come to that conclusion. I still want to know what was said. I still don't remember, but no no need to bring back a... I don't even remember. It was definitely like hearsay. And then I like repeated hearsay on Access Hollywood on my recap. And I was like, whoops, I shouldn't have said that out loud if I hadn't confirmed it myself. Pretty much what happened. (laughs) <laughs> that's Mike all Brian. that's what pretty much what happened uh so how is it how is opening up audrey's how is it being a new mother how is it still like juggling everything that you have going on in your life right now well it's quite overwhelming um today jared and i interviewed an assistant possibly because we definitely need like a babysitter slash assistant to help us out these days um because like i said even small things like making the bed feel it's just such more of a time commitment than it was. <laughs> if I could just have somebody in the house while I take care of the house, while I attend to a little work, while I do a podcast, that would like really help out my life. Um, and Jared is, you know, depending on the day down at Audrey's could be up to could be up to 12 hours. Like there are plenty of days where he'll leave the house at 10 and he won't get home till 12 a.m. You should have seen December when he was first opening and he didn't have a cook back when he first opened. So he was legitimately there sometimes like 14 hours. Oh, wow. He was a tired man. But all good things, you know, like super blessed, all good things. A baby. Um, we, we bought a house, which congratulations. we may move out of very soon because it's not close enough to Audrey's and he's realized that he needs to be oh, a lot closer there. The drive have is a new important. business. It's doing well. What? The drive is important. That drive oh, in the it's morning. Yeah. So important. So it's like 35 minutes right now, which in a regular commute sounds like it wouldn't, you know, 35 minutes sounds pretty average. I mean, you're living in LA. Yeah. You, that's like nothing. Yeah. But here um, for him, it would be nice for him to be able to bounce back and forth between mm-hmm. like, you know, slow hours of the day and then be able to come home and see Dawson and all that. Is that 35 yeah. minutes like with traffic or no? Uh, without traffic, like oh, okay. New Zealand. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah, I went from eight to 10 minutes to work. We're actually now in a new house and now it's like 30 to 40. And that just yeah. that extra 30 minutes makes a big, big difference. And that's regular LA traffic. 
Yeah. That's in LA traffic that it's 30 minutes? Regular morning LA traffic, like no, yeah. you know, a little stop and go here and there, but no, like, you know, on maps where you see like the whole thing red, it's like stopped up. No, this is just regular traffic. So that would be like more of like an hour, but, um, yeah. but I also, what you were sent, what you were saying about an assistant, definitely get it. I had a, yeah. a, a one of my best friends that like changed their marriage, like getting a nanny where they, where that person could focus on all the little things. So you could get a break. And at the same time, be able to focus on your business and all those other important things that you need to worry about. It makes a big difference and it's going to yeah. be worth its weight in gold for sure. I think so too. She um, was here just helping out, like doing a trial run and I felt relief <laughs> instantly today. Moment yeah. one. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I just can't even imagine your life right now, but I want to, I want an insight to that. You and Jared, you guys met, fell in love. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise. You well, guys, we met. There was some weirdness. <laughs> well, yes, and later yes, on the road. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, that's true. But you guys managed to come together, uh, fell in love, get married, uh, all from meeting on Paradise. Had your guys' ups and downs. How is it now, looking at your husband as a father? Oh, it's so dreamy. He's just as good <laughs> as I thought he was going to be. He's so good with babies. The first two weeks, oh my gosh. So I was like recovering and I could barely sit up, you know, like I couldn't get up. It hurt. That's yeah. We can drop it at that. We are talking to guys about that. But <laughs> he would do so much of the work, you know, getting up to get the bottle almost every single diaper. I changed like two or three diapers total in the first three, two weeks. Wow. Because he was doing all of them. And I was just like, you are so perfect. How did I get so lucky to be with you? There's like a lot of tears the first couple of weeks about like, life can never get better than this. Something bad is going to happen. Everything is working out for me. I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, but yeah, Jared is such a good dad. He has so much fun with him. He's so hands on. He, you know, he would like to be changing more dirty diapers and be home enough to do so. So he's, he's amazing. He's just setting the example for all of us, Mike. Damn it. Oh, well, I thought that I was going to be like, I'm going to be like, oh, no, like he's going to be Mr. Mom. Like, I'm not going to have any attachment. Um, he's going to want dad all the time because he was doing all the work. But now we, we've equal, equal, equal out, I think. Just well, you same. said that like the first two, three weeks is kind of, you know, weird to talk to guys about and I'm not going to go too deep into that. But Brian and I want to be fathers one day. Like, what are some things that, you know, we could learn? Oh. She said, where do I start? I think, oh, I don't even know. Be like Jared. I, I think at this age, <laughs> right. at this age, like, we can't give you, like, parenting advice. I would say just, just to assure you that it comes naturally. You just know what to do. I was so freaked out. First, I was like, mom, am I even going to like like the kid? Like, what if I don't connect? I don't know, because I was like, had such a horrible pregnancy. You know, I, I was like, nobody told me it was going to be like this. What are they not telling me about when the baby's here? But everything just like you figure it out. It's really simple. It's really it really is. It's it's simple right now. Yeah. I mean, of course, all he does is really eat and sleep and um poop and uh, he cries for no reason sometimes but we pretty much are able to figure out how to calm him down so how frustrating is that when 
you know, the baby's that young. They can't really communicate with you. They're just crying uncontrollably. Like, what do you what do you guys do in that situation? Well, so it's really easy the first month or two because they are truly like if they're crying, it's because they want to eat or they need to burp. Um, not even so much get a diaper change because they don't really care at that point. Now he's getting to the point where it's like, OK, he probably needs to he might need to be changed. And then you and if like something isn't working between all three of those, then, you know, you put him in a swing, you put him in the bouncer. One of those will work. You hold him, you walk around with him. That'll work. Or in this case right now, you see him in this carrier. This is the grandness of all of them. And this was what always calms him down. It has not failed once. So, but one day I'm sure it'll fail and then I'll freak out because I really won't know what to do then. Man, knock on wood for sure. And, and how much yeah. sleep are you getting? Because I'm, I'm concerned about that. I, I need my rest. And I was... I, I'm, I'm a little mortified about what I got look, to look forward to. People freaked me out. Like I said earlier, people were freaking me out because some people would say, you think pregnancy is hard wait until the baby's here wait till the next 18 years of your life and i i one time like had an emotional breakdown getting comments like that on instagram because i was like i'm throwing up five times a day how can it get worse than this why yeah. do people do it this is my stressed out voice if you can't tell no, and <laughs> then um but, but it's been not that bad his sleep the first two weeks, it was like a little ouchy because he was waking up every two and a half, three hours. But I was able to like take naps during the day, relax during the day because I was we were both living at my parents' house. So we had like a lot of help mm. during that time. And then once he hit four or five weeks, he started sleeping like almost through the night, like seven, wow. six wow. to seven wow. straight hours. Is that like super early? Good for you guys. Like in one fight? Surprisingly, I don't think it's that early. I know that because I'm formula feeding and not breastfeeding that like he stays fuller a little bit longer. Okay. So those babies do tend to sleep a little harder throughout the night okay. initially. What was the reason for uh, deciding, you know, to formula feed over breastfeed? Question. A couple, couple things went into that. First... I mean, I had such like a rough pregnancy physically that I was just like, I know I'm going to need to have my body back and it'd just be mine after this. Fair. And I know that I'm, I'm going to need to rest it. I don't need my body to learn how to do something else. I don't need to be able like to deal with the frustration if it doesn't go smoothly. And, you know, with so many women, it doesn't go smoothly. And then they get upset with themselves. And I'm like, I don't need the, the emotional toll that this might take. Um, I was formula fed. Jared was formula fed. I have so many like friends um, and family members who also formula fed. I had like a good supportive system around me and people who, you know, who have always been like that. So I, love that for I was you. like, we all turned out good, right? <laughs> hey, and, then, so. and then another added little benefit was that I knew that I'd be able to probably sleep a little bit more throughout the night, the first couple of weeks. And that was going to be really important for me being the best version of myself. Like I didn't want to be crying and like emotionally distressed over it or just ex exhausted to the point where, I felt like I couldn't enjoy this period with him. So I got. So that's why I decided. I have a couple questions. Um, 
number one, do you guys have like a system like who gets up and, you know, is it your turn? Is it my turn? And then also you mentioned your the difficulty of your pregnancy. Can you just talk a little bit about that and what you went through? I mean, I know you've expressed a lot of it on social media, but I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Our schedule um, at first, it was just like, uh, are you going to get the first nighttime feed or the second nighttime feed? You know, so that was an easy split. Now, uh, it kind of depends on what time Jared's going to work. I'll usually, so usually I'll put him to bed around, I know it sounds crazy, 1 a.m. Um, oh, wow. He'll he'll sleep around, like, I'm a night owl, so I'd rather be up at night. Dawson will, like, sleep after, like, a night bottle, maybe from, like, 10 often to, like, 1. And then I'll give him another bottle then at 1 to take him through the night. And then... He'll wake up around seven to eight. I'll usually get that wake up and then I'll put him back in his bassinet, his snoo, and then um, he sleeps for another three hours and then I sleep for another three hours. So like when and that's how it goes. So when Dawson sleeps, you're like, All right, I don't care what I'm doing. I got to go to bed too. <laughs> yeah, I got well, he does not like a huge napper right now. Okay. I have to like tiptoe around during the day. <laughs> to get him to sleep a solid 45 minutes during the day. Like I can't get anything done. So I really get that sleep overnight and into the morning. And the reason we do that is because Jared will probably have to go into work sometime in the morning. Yeah. So uh, I take that one so that I can go back to bed and sleep when he, you know, Dawson and I are sleeping. And then the pregnancy, the sickness. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, that. I want to get into yeah, the pregnancy so that you had. It was it was bad. <laughs> I had I don't know how to say it properly. Hypermessius graviton. It's called HG. Um, H. It's a very. It's what Kate, um, Princess Kate had, okay. Duchess Kate, and um, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer has a documentary on HBO about her being pregnant and doing stand up through it, and it is basically just like the worst nausea. And often throwing up, often losing weight. I didn't lose really weight. I lost like two pounds during my first trimester, which is nothing. But you're, <laughs> Mike's face is like, wait, I think you're supposed to gain weight. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just like uh, super intrigued right now. Yeah. So it sometimes lasts just the first trimester where it's just like intense. You can't keep anything down. I could keep things down. I could keep most of my food down. And what I mean food, I mean like macaroni and cheese, grilled cheese, anything with cheese. And somehow while eating that diet, still lost two pounds during that first trimester. I just couldn't keep down any water. So I was on IVs a lot, especially during the first wow. 16 wow. weeks and stuff. Yeah, I, never, I was I so incredibly that. dehydrated. I was like so dehydrated that even IVs, which if any of you guys have had them, like yeah. they can make you super puffy, yeah. gain so much weight. Like you'll just see in your fingers, you know, they're like little sausage fingers. And I had none of that. I was still not even peeing with IVs. Like wow, I would wow. pee maybe once during the day and once at night and it'd be like little dribbles. Like I had no liquid in me. It was awful. I wasn't even able to chug water. Water was like a huge trigger until birth. I was able to like have a water bottle or two a day during my third trimester. My third trimester was the easiest. I stopped throwing up at about 28 weeks, but the first 23 weeks it was just like what is life was just sitting on the couch how many times on average were you throwing up a day 
probably two to three. Um, But there were some days where it was like uncontrollable. There was this one night I was on the verge of being able to take Zofran. So Zofran was a total game changer, but they don't. They don't recommend you take Zofran until about ten to ten to twelve weeks. What is Zofran? It's an anti-nausea medication. Okay. It takes away most your nausea. Uh, you still like feel like a little bit queasy, but it really stops the throwing up. Gotcha. And I mean, my dad's a doctor, so I've been I've had Zofran in the past when I've had like um, stomach viruses and such. So I was just like, I knew the power and the beauty of Zofran. And I was counting <laughs> down those, counting down those weeks. So one day, like on the verge of me being able to take it about 12 weeks, I threw up like seven times in two hours. It, oh. it was every 20 minutes. And I, I took the Zofran and I was just, it was like, thank you, Jesus. Um, so anyway, to answer your question, <laughs> it was about two to three times a day on average. It wasn't every single day. It was most days. And, um, then from about week 12, I would start taking the Zofran, um, almost daily. That's wow. crazy. Go, with all go, that dehydration. Jeez. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The, the cheese, you said you had macaroni and cheese a lot. Was that like something that you figured out that you can actually eat? Or was that just like more of a trial and I'm error. starving. I mean, not starving, but I have a craving for cheese. It was um, anything that was greasy okay. actually like helped it. It, it was very weird. Um, almost everything got to the point where I had bad times with it. So I had to eliminate it like macaroni and cheese at first. It agreed well. And then it was just like every single time it would go straight up. Same with chocolate chip pancakes. I thought those were a real winner oh. until it was not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just made me hungry <laughs> yeah the thing that really worked my my only true cra- i guess i had two real maybe maybe they weren't cravings but they really helped me through was egg mcmuffins in the morning and chocolate milk as my hydrator it was it the is. only thing chocolate milk wow i, ju- I just I, since we're since we have spoken about ig i have done an ad for chocolate milk and I didn't. I wouldn't have done it until I got to read uh, the benefits of it and the nutrients, a nutritional value. And they do say that it's a good for hydration. I know. Okay, so once I figured out that it was something that I liked the taste of and I could keep down, I was like, I wonder how hydrating it is. And I looked it up, and it's incredibly hydrating. They say it's even more hydrating than like sports drinks and coconut milk water. I was gonna ask you that. Like, no Gatorade, Pedialyte, like none of that stuff could stay down. Ooh. Oh wow! Um, now, yeah. This is where I get to shout out my old roommate Connor Saley. Uh, he has a, a company called Waterboy, so I'm, I'm gonna make sure that he sends you some Waterboy. Uh, oh, I love! I know he talked to us about that, and I love the concept. No, nah, it's it's awesome. He was creating it in our in our kitchen, and I I, I, <laughs> I love the dude. It's just, it's awesome. Um, going back to your pregnancy, and like sometimes you say you threw up, you threw up seven times in two hours every twenty minutes. That. It, I, as a guy, I, I'll be the first to admit, and speaking for Brian and I, we are just the inferior human. We are not as strong <laughs> as you all, uh, as women are. What is something that you wish you knew prior to going into your pregnancy that you do know now? I did say that the thing that pregnancy taught me was that God is a man, for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I would not put this on my fellow man. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Something that I wish I knew. I I guess what I thought morning sickness would be, even though I did see the Amy Schumer documentary beforehand, I don't know why I, it stuck with me. And I was like, oh, God, it, that could happen to me. But for the most part, I thought morning sickness was just like you feel sick uh, in the morning or even if it's not just the morning, like you feel sick, it's immediate, you know, like you're fine, you're fine. And all of a sudden, holy shit, I'm going to throw up and, you're, and then you're fine. Then you go about your day because I could totally ha- I could handle that spontaneous nausea and throwing up. Sure. I didn't think it was going to be a permanent hangover for like 20 weeks. Like that is imagine yourself hungover every day for 20 weeks. Wow. I'm not going to ever forget that actually whenever I get my future wife pregnant, whenever I do get a wife. <laughs> and what about, so, yeah, be aware of that. Wow, and, that's and such both a of great you analogy. Wow. And how did you yeah. feel your appetite was influenced? I mean, because I mean, everybody says that, you want, you're eating for two, right? But at the same time, you couldn't hold things down. How did you, like, how did you cope with that? Well, that's the thing. I was eating every two hours. Okay, because so you're eating a lot. Oddly, you are less nauseous when you have something in your stomach. Uh, okay. So I was just eating a lot. And that's why I was keeping down most of my food because every two hours I'd be eating. So then like every, like, you know, two or three of those times I'd throw it up. and but and they say eating for two but you're really only supposed to eat like 300 calories more a day i ended up gaining about 35 pounds throughout the whole thing and this is how it went the first 20 weeks or eh, let's say it's more like 28 weeks probably the first 28 weeks i was like oh i don't want that i don't want that i should eat but i don't want to eat i don't know what i want i know i need to eat something but i don't know what i want and then at about 28 weeks, it was just like, give me everything. <laughs> I need, I want to eat. And everything sounds good. And I know holds bar. That's cool. I love the voice. I love the voice. I love the voice. She's like, give me everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. It was fun because you're eating with like no restraints, no thought about like how it's going to look, the way it's going to look on you or anything like that. You're just like, you deserve this. You get to eat anything you well, want. Ashley, if no one's told you today, you look amazing. So oh, you know, shout you. out to you. Uh, Thanks. I, I do want to ask you, I remember one of my uh, best friends, she was pregnant one time or at post-pregnancy. Uh, her child was about five years old and she you know, broke down in front of me. And something that really stuck with me, she said, Mike, ever since I've had my child, no one ever asked about how I'm doing. Mm. And so Ashley, I want to know, how are you? That is very sweet of you to ask. I've heard that multiple times and I feel like people are learning from the past because I've gotten a lot of a lot of people saying like people ask about the baby, but how are you? And because my pregnancy is was so difficult and I complain so much, I feel like people expect me to have issues postpartum, but I've been so awesome. <laughs> I've really been <laughs> It's like, I want to say I'm great, but like, surely I'm great. And I think everybody like in this community kind of knows me well enough now that like, if I'm not great, 
I will let it be known. This is true. That's amazing. You, this is very true. You are. But that's such a kind thing to ask. And I really love that you even thought about it. No, seriously. I, I consider you someone that I look up to and someone that I would reach out to, especially whenever I do get that lady and we get pregnant. You know, I'm, I'm going to reach out uh, to you and Jared and just ask a bunch of questions. But like you just said, I mean, Ash, we do know. You go, you go down in Bachelor Nation history for having the most effing tears ever <laughs> no ever. Mike, really? <laughs> do you still get those tears like and tell us about that <laughs> it's weird i think the crying had a lot to do with just romance i just cried about <laughs> not finding love a lot it was always over boys because i definitely don't cry i i don't think more than your average girl now Mm -mm. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty like even cute. I, I gotta ask, how many times do you cry every single time you watch the Titanic? Uh, you want to like get a little story here? Let's, let's get never, it. never cried watching Titanic what? from fourth grade oh, okay. on. So you know, I saw it oh, for the okay. first time fourth in fourth grade. grade, and I never cried, never cried, never cried. Like ninety nine viewings, never cried. Then it came out in theaters for the one hundredth anniversary <laughs> of the sinking in 2012 and my sister and i you know for the first time got to see it in the on the big screen in a theater focused the entire time and we were uncontrollably <laughs> sobbing at like the hundredth viewing it was so bizarre but i'm glad i had that theater. reaction time out what scene like what what was the part that hit you the end just this him just like the i'll never let go part oh. and her going on you know her heart going on for me without him for me it was those the the little old people that were just cuddled up on the bed like they had no choice but to just yeah. take it oh that that got me that gets me every time though i think you know i think about it being a real life tragedy every time i see those people because we think of it so much like a movie now yeah. we don't think of there were people yeah, who happened. were History. doing it yeah. History. yeah brian what movie did you ever cry on if ever <sighs> Oh man, uh, you got me with this one, man. I can't even, I think I, I, you know what's funny? The funny story is that I was on a date to the Titanic. I think it was like our first date with some- How old were you? Oh, you are yeah, a little I remember, bit older, I'm a little than, older us. than you. Uh, I but think- still, well, you are a little bit older than us. <laughs> I was You definitely in... don't look it, but I wait, how, are you like close to 40? I'm 42. Holy crap, Brian. <laughs> Well, I mean, you look 32. That's incredible. It. So it I'd rather amazing. be 42. As, as long like as you. I get younger, I'm good, even if it was 41. But I was actually on a date. I remember it was, I think it was like high school. And I took this girl on a date and we went to Titanic and she was bawling the entire movie. And I actually like was shedding a tear, but she was crying so much. I was like, okay, I got to man up. Like I got to like wipe my tears. So I was like looking and covering my face the entire time. But I mean, I did shed a little tear. Like I said, when those, when when the ship was when the uh, ship was sinking and the water was entering the boat and like all those people were just, hey, this is this is our fate. That's that's when it got me. So I that, got Mike, that's now. one. Yes. Okay. Oh, wait, now I have to. We got to go around the circle and talk about the movies that made us cry the most. I have to just share that one Marley and me. Great I mean, Marley, scream yeah, great crying, movie. right? And then same with A Star Is Born, like in the theater, Wait, you can which, basically which, hear which me going. That, that got that got Rachel. I which remember. version? That got Rachel. The, the most recent one. I don't like the Barbara Streisand one. Did not get me. I there's movies that I don't know about you guys. There's movies I have to watch every single year. A Star Is Born is a two time a year movie. 
I have to. Okay. I, you it, mean the one with Gaga? Yes, Lady, Lady Gaga, yeah, Bradley Cooper. Sure. It's a, it's a must. Like, period. It is. I mean, the fact it didn't win Best Picture, mind-boggling. That movie made me feel so much, even though I was so sad at the end. Like, just the fact that, like, a piece of art, like a movie, had that effect on me was so incredible. And that's what I think defines what a good movie is. Uh, Yeah. uh, Pursuit of Happiness, Will Smith. I know he's not the most popular person right now, but yeah. No, it was a great movie. Great movie. Talking about Will Smith, so... And my, my story with crying uh, in the movie theater, I went to the movies with this young lady. We didn't cry in our movie, but you know, this was back in the day when you would like go, that was your date, right? And you would sneak into another movie theater to like keep the Don't date going. Don't you miss that? Like I miss movies being a date, well, like yeah. a, a well, dinner and a movie. First yeah. off, like I can't imagine making like eight bucks an hour and going on a date because it costs so much money. Yeah, it's so it's like, a, it's like a full eight hour day, ju- eight hour work day just to go to the movies nowadays. Like, seriously. Yeah. but uh, my my date and I, we we finished with our movie. We walk into another movie and it was uh, Seven Pounds with Will Smith. And funny enough, coincidental, I see my best friend like in the back row. I mean, he is sobbing <laughs> like he is just like tears are coming down so hard. I, I and I noticed him from the back of his head. Right. I see the tears from the side and then I hear him. I mean, he is going at it. Right. So Ooh. much so his girl was like consoling him. Right. And I'm like, I'm gonna call him out. I'm like, Bradley, is that you? He's like, Mike, is that you, bro? He was just um, crying. So Seven Pounds is a great movie uh, with Will Smith. But, you know, the movie that had me cry was Selena. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what tragedy. Uh, Selena, when that when they had the rose, talking about, you know, the three of us being on The Bachelor, and the rose, when the rose fell, she had on that white dress, I lost it. I, I mean, I, I'll cry now if I think about it. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> Selena no, is like another thing. It's just like, that's not just a movie. That's a true story. Yeah, true story. Yeah, true, story. true stories hit, hit harder for sure. Definitely. So, but Ashley, we have to ask since, you know, you have your own podcast, right? We have to know, like, firstly, which bachelor nation guest would you say surprised you the most and why? Well, we certainly got along better than I thought we would after after that initial call out, which was scary. And then it was like, oh, wait, this guy's awesome. Um, Let's see. Who surprised me? Well, I actually wasn't even able to interview him most recently, but this is what's coming to my mind right now. I'll probably think of a better answer later, but this is this is what I got. You would think that after Tyler Cameron has had the fame that he has and the fact that he has, you know, dated supermodels now, that he would be loving like the Hollywood life. He'd be a little conceited. No, no, he would have like aspirations to be in Hollywood forever, la la la. But he was on the podcast recently and I wasn't even on it. I was on my quote maternity leave, which lasted like 10 days. But I listened to the podcast and He's so down to earth and like his goals in life, his priorities are so straight. And I love, I think that is, would be surprising to many. He, he definitely is. Tyler and I just hung out. I, we actually just spoke on the phone today, actually, but we Aww. hung out uh, a few weeks ago. We did a speaking engagement at uh, TCU. And I'm glad that you said that because 
people have so many misconceptions about others and just one's following. And the homie truly is down to earth. Like he really, really is in his goals and life and, you know, the things that he loves. So I, I love that you said that. Yeah. Like he wants to go build houses with his dad. Yeah. And he's just, his goal in life is just to have kids and, you know, be a, be a dad and husband. Yeah. Sweet, love sweet. that. Love that. So Ashley, I wanted to ask you, obviously we got a, got a couple months to, to spare right now, but the bachelorette is coming up and we have two bachelorettes. I wanted to know what advice do you have for Rachel and Gabby? Well, obviously, I've never been a lead before, so I can't really give them advice <laughs> for their position. What advice does Rachel give them? Be, being an alum, <laughs> being an alum, and you knowing how, how this whole world works, what would you say? Um, Based on your experience. I mean... My advice would be so like paradise oriented that I don't even know <laughs> if it applies to them. But I think that like what you feel like you're living in that day while you're shooting is like how it's going to be for the rest of your life. But I think just like knowing that things can evolve after the show kind of gives you like a sense of hope. Like you're not going to just be like stuck in that position forever. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. to the to the girls when something crazy is happening just for them to think about like okay this is me i'm very upset in this moment but where am i going to be a year from now because i feel like if you ask almost like i feel like if you ask most bachelor contestants that they'll say like wow that experience greatly enriched my life even if they don't end up with the person that they're romantically involved in in the show but like just getting to know yourself gaining confidence um learning how to be so expressive and vulnerable and all that like always pays off i think that's literally how susie took it with her and clayton yeah she was like this is a you know not the greatest situation but this is someone that i truly can see being in my life and uh this attention won't be on us forever but she knows she likes clayton for clayton and i i think that's how she took it so it's pretty great advice no thanks absolutely with that being said i mean (laughs) ashley on talking it out we have to ask, we ask all of our beautiful guests, what's a gem that you have? I have a quote for the men that have, that's always that's standing out in my head right now. Don't, don't chase glitter. Um, don't lose a diamond while chasing glitter. That always stuck with me. Mm. Say that again, <laughs> um, say it again. <laughs> don't chase, uh, don't lose a diamond while chasing glitter. I used to repeat that to myself to make myself feel better when guys like the guys that I liked are going after us. Are you so are you so you're the diamond clearly <laughs> in my head. I try to think of myself as the diamond. Who was the, uh, who was is, the glitter? Anybody else in Bachelor was the glitter? No, no. <laughs> this is prior to Bachelor that that oh, okay. quote was really resonating with me. But, but like that's also very timely with Bridgerton out there. That's all about the diamond. I think so many of our listeners will you know take that with them and run with that so i love that you said that oh really <laughs> definitely so oh thanks and i was just thinking you know that's like an old quote that i haven't really had to use for a while but it, i always think about it and ashley we got i gotta finish <laughs> i gotta finish the podcast with this maybe 25 years from now if dawson wanted to be the bachelor would you approve would you allow him to go on the show Jared and I always say we would have to because we found each other through it. It's only been good and such a such an insane blessing to us that we would have to let him do it. 
and you know he's a little stud muffin. I he think I think muffin. he might uh he might have some qualifications going. Who on do you think is going to be the first legacy like kid to grow up, go on the bachelor out of everybody that's had a kid on the bachelor? Children are the oldest. Oh, Trista and Ryan's. I mean, because he's already fourteen, or okay. he's in. I think he's in high school. Oh, okay. And the kid is super cute. Okay, there you go. So if it lasts for another 10-ish years. I mean, that would be amazing yeah. coming full circle. First Bachelorette. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be awesome for Too the show. Too cool. Seriously. I have to ask, before we let you go, before we let you go, <laughs> uh, who in Bachelor Nation would you just go Google Gaga if they hooked up? Hooked up as in got together in a relationship. They hooked up? Not hooked up as in, you know, one night. Please say Mike and somebody. Hey, listen. My goal for this podcast. Are you single or not? You said still single. I've dated twice since post show, but I am single today. Okay, you're single today. Well, so Mike and (laughs) stop for me, Brian. God damn you. Um, My goal is to find you a wife. Well, I don't know. I'm thinking about all these lovely ladies. Who? I really wanted to see someone with you this paradise, but. Who's in this paradise? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Tasha. Tasha with Mike. <laughs> Are you giggling because it's going to happen? What? Well, no, no, we're not. No. Tasha's a beautiful woman. She just got out of a situation, a relationship. Tasha's doing her thing. A situation. A, a huge, I like saying situation. I try to make things, you know, nicer and softer. Uh, Tasha is a beautiful soul. I think people would lose it. That would be a very popular Bachelor Nation couple. Brian, I absolutely hate you. I must agree. You put (laughs) it out there, Ashley. Put it out in the universe. Damn you. (laughs) Yes. Or, oh, this was the one. How did I forget this? It was you with Claire. I wanted you and Claire. I thought you were going on her season. (laughs) Why do people think that? from that season. I was, I think that we, we like talked about this on my podcast because you had said something in the comments of her picture and then you were like mysteriously missing during her season for like the first week or two. This is how rumors get started. Jeez. But, but then I think like you were doing something with the Hannah Ann show or you're doing like the surfer show. Yeah. We did ultimate surfer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Claire and Mike, I'm down for that too. So anybody from that bachelorette season with Mike, I, yeah. Claire is a, a, a beautiful soul as well. <laughs> I love the, the PC answer. Beautiful souls all around. Beautiful soul. But Ashley, thank you so much. Uh, we love you. Love Jared. Uh, definitely make sure listeners check out Audrey's if you're up in the Rhode Island area. Uh, give Jared and Ashley all the love. And, you know, we can't wait for Dawson to be an NFL quarterback, just like Tom Brady. <laughs> well, we hope that too. <laughs> Jared wants him to be a kicker. He says it's the safest. And, uh, Facts. I'm so glad you said that. They get a paid very, well. A very paid well and has longevity in the career. Yes. Yes. And you don't even have to go to the gym. Have you seen some of these kickers? Anyway, another <laughs> story for another day. Thank you Glorified so much, Ashley, for being you, Ashley, for coming on. Appreciate you. Bye. Thank you. Brian, talking to Ashley was a, a breath of fresh air. I just love to see her radiate. She looked so happy. Uh, you could just feel the happiness come off of her, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
her talking about her tough pregnancy and now seeing <laughs> the baby's born. She seems like everything's a little easier now. So you can well, tell she said she's doing amazing. <laughs> yeah. Contrary to what all the commenters were saying on her social media, like, wait till this, wait till that. But, you know, she seems in good spirits. Her and Jared seem like a great team and they're handling parenthood uh, very well. And I wish them nothing but the best. I mean, definitely. I mean, just the fact that, you know, they're new parents, they are new homeowners, they are new business owners. I mean, and they, they got are, a lot going on. They have a, so much going on. But like you just said, they uh, seem to be a, such a great team. And I think that's what it's all about. So uh, shout out to them for that. 100. And Brian, uh, so we got to hear Ashley's gym of the day. What about you? What do you got for us? Uh, mine's simple, man. It was just a quote I saw. Life a lot of times is about who you surround yourself with and who you surround yourself. You got to surround yourself with people who are only going to lift you higher. Don't settle for anything less. Anybody that's holding you down, you got to remove them from your life because they're only going to hold you back. Completely agree with that. Uh, completely agree with that. Kind of alludes to my gym for the day. It's the, it's the start of April and something that my friends and I do, we do a check-in. At the, end, at the beginning of every month, maybe it's the first through the tenth. I don't know. One of the, one of the beginning days of the month. Hey, how you doing? How's your mom? How's your sister? How your brother? How your dad? How's your kids? If you have kids, how's your you know your money? How's your are you anxious anywhere? Are you stressed in any way? And I think that that is one of the most beautiful things that my friends and I have incorporated. And so that's just my gem for today, which is just ask people direct. How are you doing? You know, hundred uh, percent. And so that's what I have for us today. You never know what somebody's going through, man. You gotta ask. I love that. Love that. And guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We love y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories, and your insight. So fam, please don't forget to like, comment, follow, message on social at talking out BN, V as in Bachelor and as a nation on IG. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on the Odyssey app. Or baby, wherever you get your podcast. And you already know. Don't DM me no more until you get that follow.